0: Welcome to Dogs vs. All Y'all, a weekly college football podcast where we discuss not only my favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs, but we talk all things college football, hence, All Y'all. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and look us up on Instagram at Suplex Dinner Club and go dogs. Quick question for you, Dave.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Has Marvin Harrison woke up yet? All right. On that that (laughs) note, on that note, (laughs) listeners, welcome to another episode of Dogs versus All Y'all, a college football podcast where we don't just talk about the two time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. But we talk about all things college football, hence all y'all. I'm joined today by two of my brothers. Both of them were at my wedding. Both of them have been a part of my life for as far as I can remember. So first and foremost, I want to welcome both of you. I want to appreciate show appreciation for y'all spending a little time with me to talk about the sport that we all love, which is college football. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
1: Thanks, sir. First,
0: representing those Miami Hurricanes, the good brother, Dallas. You see it. You see it. Dallas, how you feeling, man?
2: Feeling good, man. Really excited. We got the season kicking off. So we've talked all our trash. We've talked about recruiting and rankings and preseason hype. Now it's time to put the pads on and get to cracking. So we're going to see what we got. Amen. Amen. So
0: I always like to ask our guests a question just so listeners can get a better idea of who you are. So my question for both of you this week, and starting with you, Dallas, obviously,
2: Uh, What's your favorite tailgating activity? Well, you know, we're going to have to find a new one now, but it has been, uh, you know, Miami tailgates get a little crazy. Um, You know, you've seen probably the viral videos of the stripper poles and the frozen drink machines and just crazy DJs and celebrities and the whole thing. But the main state in Miami tailgate history has been Laz and his wife, um, Cuban guy in his 50s, the most kind, sweet Miami fan there was. You know, some of us have a little edge to us. And let's be honest, everybody knows Miami fans are the worst, absolute worst as a group. (laughs) But he was just this really cool guy who was always supportive of the players his tailgate had this just super good vibe, Cuban music. His wife's cooking Cuban food. He and the OGs would be out there playing dominoes, smoking Cuban cigars. Everybody was welcome. It was just a good vibe. Guy was famous around in the community and everything. Everybody known as Cutler Ridge Lads. He was like an OG message board, called in on all, all the talk radio. Um, but he got into this beef with his neighbor, mm. and it escalated and uh last stabbed this man and killed him in the front yard and then he just got sentenced in july to 15 years bedtime so so we're gonna have to find you know maybe a new tradition at the tailgate that everybody can enjoy but uh but that was uh that was always a good one but you know as miami as it gets right there, uh, crazy fam, homicide. you know, Cubans involved. It gets crazy. So, uh, so that, that to me was always a great little tradition, but we're going to have to flip it to something else now. Damn. All right. That's real. We ain't
1: going to top that, man. We ain't going to top
2: that. Free, free my guy. Free my guy.
0: (laughs) All right, next the next guest. He's a two-time guest of Suplex Dinner Club. The good brother David. He is representing the Ohio State University. What's going I on, David?
1: I appreciate the the putting the, the on there, the official name of the uh Ohio State 2023 national champion, Buckeyes. I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, see the future. Yeah. Uh how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: I'm happy. Absolutely. Happy to see you, man.
1: Happy always yes, sir, yes. Always sir.
0: happy to see your brother. What's your favorite tailgate activity?
1: Uh so like you said, not gonna talk with Dallas there. That, that that that's up <laughs> 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 so echelon right there, tailgate. Uh but mine is actually, man, uh just talking shit to the opposing team. That that feeling of um Energy you get from when you doesn't matter if you're home or away, you're visiting a tailgate at a, at a a visitor location or the rival team's location or your home, talking talking trash outside the game, getting everybody riled up, getting everybody in the spirit. I think that's one of the beauties of college football that the professional sports kind of lag behind on uh, with their tailgates is just that uh, you feel like you're a part of it. Like if we lose. We're out there. If we win, we're out there, and that's where it starts. Right there, two hours for the game. Out there, getting a couple of cold ones in, uh, and definitely, definitely might be a fight. And might might get stabbed light, yeah, like like it down in hurricanes. I mean, saying, but yeah, you sounded like you would be the
0: one getting stabbed by my man. It, it, so. it
1: it's possibly I I am the fuck around type, so I, <laughs> I, I might possibly find out. <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so that 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 that's what uh, I love about uh, the tailgate is just that that good old energy that you feel uh that's associated with i see you and i don't like you i don't like those colors nice like that georgia crest you got on your chest right now we don't we don't like to see that
0: all right see i was gonna say if you were a stabbing victim then i would be right next to you (laughs) next in line because that's how we ride but since you absolutely since you throwing sub, i mean throwing shots out you know i may have to edit that out
1: so i yeah. got it no problem my guy all right,
0: all right so uh before we get into the talk listeners thank you again for giving us an opportunity um i really appreciate y'all checking us out if you haven't already look us up on social media at suplex dinner club that's the home of a couple podcasts that i do so shout out to the people like comment subscribe all that good stuff so, gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. We're going to jump in ahead first with some hot takes, some Desmond Howard-approved hot takes.
1: Hopefully not Desmond. Hopefully Desmond's, not that bad. Desmond's hot takes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shout, out, shout out to my guy, Desmond, man. Yeah,
1: shout, shout out to Des. He be out there just talking. Yeah, we talking love Des. Like. He's just wrong a lot. <laughs> so,
0: so, all the teams, obviously, they have one goal. They want to be the champion at the end of the year. So um, my hot take or my question for both of you guys, I'll start off with you, Dave. At the end of the season, what four teams are going to make the playoff this year?
1: So college football, Um, all about parity. Uh, I I will say that I am a fan of the playoff system. I do see it expanding with the formation of uh, the super conferences that are coming about, but I will keep it on topic. For this year, I'll go uh, worst to first. So, my so four seed, four, okay, four seed cool. uh, is going to be uh, University of Texas. Uh, I, I think that this is the year they finally bust through. Uh, also, this is the last year they're in the Big 12 before they joined the SEC. I think somebody has to come out from the Big 12. Um, and Oklahoma is not ready. I don't think. Uh got a couple other. Scattershot teams, but I think Texas is complete top to bottom. They have talent, Uh, and if they can decide on uh, Quinn Ewers or Arch, either one of them very talented guys. Arch ain't ready, Uh, bro. I I, I don't. But CZ, you never know. Quinn Quinn is actually paid his due, so I'm glad Quinn is getting a shot, and Arch got to sit. So I'm gonna give Texas a shout out. Uh, Number three team coming in uh, is actually gonna be USC. Uh, I, I, I think Caleb. Rise out on the, on top, uh, and besides the Pac-12 is weak, besides my dark horse of uh, Neon Dion, I am riding with Coach Prime. Uh, I like what he's doing up there in Colorado. I like what he's bringing to the Buffaloes. I like how he's going to change the college landscape. Uh, I will go on the limb and say he's going to represent the Pac-12, but yeah, another year or two, we, we're going to be talking about Coach Prime in a different light. He's not going to be such a gimmick. He's going to be like, man, build a formidable program. He actually knows what he's doing up there. It's all about being a mouthpiece. Um, Under much consternation, I will put Georgia as a number two team uh, only, only because uh, the midget actually knows how to recruit and he gets out the way. That's what he does. He recruits and gets the hell out the way, unless all his coordinators and and position coaches do their job. He lets the talent produce. Uh, That's one thing he learned from the midget in Alabama is that you just collect the talent and then let them play. So, one midget to another midget, they get the job done with collecting talent. So they'll finish number two unless they trip up at Tennessee, which is very highly likely. We'll talk about that later on, I'm sure. Uh, but you can you can sigh all you want to, sir. But deep down in your heart, you know the good old volunteers have y'all's number. Lastly, like I said before in my intro, National Champions 2023, long-awaited, back on top. The Ohio State Buckeyes, hmm. led by Kyle McCord,
0: led by Kyle McCord, who hasn't even been announced as starter yet, right?
1: Led by Kyle McCord. <laughs> I mean, he's got one year. The starter is Aaron Nolan. He's the heir parent. Like we, we one year away that. Like Aaron. Aaron. Like Aaron Nolan, definitely starter. He's in high year. school, dude. Exactly. Just like uh, Trevor Lawrence was in high school, and they were talking about him at Clemson. Man,
2: y'all got to uh, figure out Say this what? season first, man.
1: No, we got this. We're gonna lay we're gonna let it. uh Travion do his thing, Marvin gonna carry us. We're good. We're solid.
0: I hear you, man. All right, Dallas, man. Give me give me your college football playoff four.
2: So I'm gonna first team in, I'm gonna have Clemson. And Ooh, here's nice. why. Clemson had amateur hour going on last year at the coordinator spot. <laughs> they did. Dabo got we'll give you that. Dabo got cocky. He thought there was a, it was a system that he could just push through with these turkeys. I mean, he had plumbers calling plays, man. Straight up. He also That's was true. forcing this former five-star who was off the quarterback and still, still won 10 games, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. This quarterback okay. they have now, Cooper, is the real deal. Yeah, this is, is a like, Heisman like candidate. It. He is legit stud quarterback. He's going to go top five overall in the NFL draft when he comes out. Everybody Ooh. knows. Okay. Defense is loaded in all the right spots. I think bringing in Riley to call plays with this kid is a perfect match. This kid has legs. He can run around. He's got – he has that – TCU quarterback mold, but he's a superstar mm. on top with amazing arm talent. So this could be magic with Riley calling those plays. Mm-hmm. And Clemson's schedule is not that tough. They've got the Notre Dame,
1: which frauds.
2: Frauds, frauds every year. And this frauds. year, hey, another hot take for you. They might not get ball eligible, right? Ooh. They might not get bowl eligible. So, so when NBC you really look at Clemson. Like that. The way Clemson's set up right now, (laughs) nobody's talking about them. Nobody's thinking about them. And this is going to be classic Dabo right here. Mm. So that's my first team in. My second team in is the University of Georgia. Uh, They're absolutely loaded. I think they upgrade on offense this year. I think they've got a little more firepower than they had last year. They have an actual quarterback with some arm talent. They've got a couple guys there. I think Keep I think support. Beck may not finish the year as starter, but I think that's okay. Okay. Because I think I there's a like couple it, guys on that roster that could lead that team.
1: I don't believe in Carson, so I agree with that. I don't believe in Carson.
2: Okay. Yeah, you know, I I feel you on that Dave. You know, there's some some reasons to doubt.
1: It. There he's, are he's, I'm telling but
2: you. I hey Vandergriff. I see game. Unbelievable manager talent. Person. I mean, oh, he's exactly. been sitting there, he's in the system. You know, don't discount a veteran quarterback in college football, man. So, so I got them in there. Um the schedule lays up nice too. It's not a difficult schedule, all things Definitely. considered. Definitely. Um, so it the would Tennessee be a game. major disappointment if Georgia was not in the final four. Um so my third team in is, and I hate to do this, but I've got L S U in there. Unless you okay. I do. I think Brian Ooh. Kelly is a scumbag of a human being. <laughs> but I think that is the material that makes the best college football coach. This is true. I this want is my true. coach to be oh, a sleaze Kirby. ball. You know, Kirby like Byron, a steal dog. from his grandmother's sleazeball. And so <laughs> Brian Kelly fits that bill. I mean, this is a guy that's probably guilty of manslaughter, right? And Visit- I mean, technically, I mean, <laughs> yes. Right. So. So this is a sleep ball. And he's he's in year two. He's got a super talented team. Super he's got talented. options at quarterback as well. They're going to roll with Daniels again. I don't know if he finishes this season either. Uh, mm. They mm. got talent. On this And and look, Brian Kelly in a big game. Notre Dame, it was shaky, but I think that was a Notre Dame issue. The guy me. can coach ball. Yep. The guy I can, can coach, coach ball. ball. I, I trust and I think the game. teams bought in early in the year last year against Florida State. It looked awful. Um, but it was, you know, he just got there. It was a tough transition, this guy coming to the boot. But right now, I think they're hitting on all cylinders. I can see them in the play.
0: I feel that. I like that.
2: My fourth team in is the representative from the Big Ten. And I think this is uh, maybe going to take you by surprise. Don't but Penn State it. will be the fourth team in the Final Four. I like, I like that. I like that. Couple a couple things on Penn card. State. All right. I'm not a Penn State fan. I don't really like anything going on or has ever been going on at Penn State. But college football sometimes comes down to luck. Mm-hmm. It really does. And Penn State – has not had luck on their side for a long time. They lose a heartbreaker every year that it looked like they were going to win that would have put them in the Final Four or propelled them to the next level. And it just always seems to just go the other way. Eventually, this has to sway, right? So I Mm -hmm. think they get a little luck. They've got Michigan at home. Uh, I think the luck comes at the horseshoe against Ohio State, which Mm -hmm. does not have their quarterback situation figured out. And they are a system. And sometimes if your system doesn't have the right quarterback, it all falls apart. Ryan Day does not have the coaching chops to turn that around if it does. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows that.
1: Play caller, Dallas. He's a play caller. Outside of that. He's OC. Uh,
2: their defense is absolutely loaded. There's multiple first-round picks on this defense at yes. corner, at defensive end, in all yes. the spots that really move the needle in college football. When Manny Diaz has a loaded, talented roster, he, he does damage. Yep. Now, if he doesn't, then he's trash because he's super risky. He's super aggressive. <laughs> but if you've got freaks on the defensive ends and you've got corners that can shut down in man – He can fuck you up. And I think this is the type of defense with the type of talent that he can really do some damage. And hey, I think Franklin is a really good head coach. He's had some tough breaks. He was respectable at Vanderbilt. My God. If that doesn't say, you know, so I think he's a good head coach. I think he's the type of head coach that could handle the big stage in the final four and make some noise. So those are my four that I have in the college football playoff this year. What's your order? that was it. One was to in. four.
1: Oh, okay. Clemson? You got Clemson gotcha. on top?
2: I have Clemson undefeated going into the final four playoff.
1: Who's your champ? Nice. I don't know. Yeah. Okay.
2: I don't know. All right.
1: Game's got to be I like played. That. I like it. I
2: like
0: that. I like it. All right, so my number one seed. My number one seed, I'm going to say Georgia. Like y'all have already said really? our schedule. Shot. Yeah, I got us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, look, man, our schedule is poo butt pie, man.
2: It's, it's easy money. Yes, it's easy. easy. Money.
0: The first, the first month is just a cakewalk, and you're talking about being a challenge. Traveling to Auburn, Ole Miss coming to town; those are considered the challenges. The biggest game, obviously, everyone's hyping up Tennessee. I don't even think Tennessee is gonna. I think Tennessee's going into that game with two losses. But yes. That's, ye- I think my,
2: Auburn will be better than Tennessee.
0: A more competitive game. I can absolutely agree because Kirby has shown he knows how to shut down Josh Heupel's offense. So, yes. And this is two years running. So that's my number one seed. My number two seed is not Ohio State. So I'm sorry, Dave. It's going to be Michigan. Michigan, much like Georgia, much like Georgia, has a smooth pathway to being 12-0. and 0. With JJ McCarthy, at least with yeah. with, with, with JJ, at, I mean, he did his thing last year. So it's when it comes down to it, I believe both of you guys may be undefeated, or at mm-hmm. least a one loss on one of you alls in going into you alls matchup. And when it's said and done, Michigan's more physical than y'all. I got more faith in that team than Ohio State. I'm just gonna say that. So I believe
1: why Michigan, they play the games
0: that's why the, exactly. So, we'll definitely talk about it later, but uh my number 2 seat is going to be Michigan. Number 3 for me is going to be Texas. I agree with you, Dave. Texas has they have talent. The talent. I just they like I just like what I see of the team. I know <laughs> I shouldn't I know I shouldn't uh believe be in seduced them. By it. Yeah, I shouldn't. I think I'm I think I'm I like what I see of that team because they got weapons. They have talent. All they got to do is put the shit together for a season. And sark, going have a shake by October, man. Sark,
1: sark game plan.
0: Just, just hey, Sark just game get, plan. Just, just oh. get my guy Jen, Jen Tonic and we good. Just get my guy Gen <laughs> Tonic. He'll even out the shake and he'll yeah. be fine. He'll be yeah. good. That's I my can't number confirm. Three. <laughs> 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 That's my number three, Texas. Now, my number four. Man, I'm going with the Ducks. I'm going with Oregon. I'm not going with USC. Bo- I, Bo- hey. It's the Dan Landing thing, man. <laughs> hey, I, I love Bo Nix. No, I go. love him. I do. So
1: you're, you're do. Bo Nix for Heisman. High I, track. How is this possible? You're on the
2: you're Bo Nix for Heisman. Bo Nix for
1: Heisman.
2: No, sir. Bo I Nicks don't know Heisman. of a single college football player that I've heard you slander more Thank than you, Bo Nix. Thank you,
1: This guy switched. I got text messages. If you (laughs) and I going
2: back for hours about Bo Nix, yes, and you're going to get on here now and say that Oregon's in top
0: four because of Bo Nix. Hear me out, fellas. Hear me out. I think that that Oregon team is tougher than USC. I think they are. And Look at Bo Nix's numbers from last year. That dude was scoring points. Other than the opener against us, uh, okay. The, now they were averaging like mid forties. So, so all you, all you gotta do is average over forty something. You got a pathway. All they gotta do is beat Utah. That's they ain't gonna
1: beat like, Utah.
0: They not gonna beat Utah. Is is that game at Utah? That game is it at it, Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Ugh. Well, I'm
2: they not
0: being Colorado. Hey, I'm
2: they not being Colorado. I'm shooting it. That is in Utah at the end of October. Halloween. Ooh, is it?
0: Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns, <laughs> man. My number 14, my number four seed. I already told y'all uh, Des Howard inspired this. So I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there. Oregon's going to be the number four seed of that playoff. It's very telling that none of us have Alabama in this. And only one of us have Ohio State.
1: I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll live on that limb by myself. But Alabama, I think, is uh, definitely seen their their glory days pass. Uh, Saban is always going to keep a defense in. He's always going to keep a cornerback. That's his his uh, his wheelhouse. But Saban has never been able to find a solid quarterback, and when he gets one, he fumbles it. Look at Jalen Hurts. Uh, he went back and forth with him and Tua. Mac Jones is not legit to me, so it's always been the Greg McElroy of the world that get him over. Well, he surrounds him with talent. No, Greg I'm McElroy is. His, shoot, no. That's why I said, Mac is his, that's his prototype. Well, that doesn't play in college football no more. I think Mac was just a, a, a game manager, and his, his, his savings has been exposed the last couple of years by not having the talent he needed back there. Lucked up with Bryce, uh, but I don't think he knows how to. Really develop a, a superstar quarterback. He hasn't shown that,
0: hmm. in
1: my opinion. Okay. In my opinion. So you're the,
0: saying this after they just had the number one overall pick of the draft?
1: I that was luck, my guy. And then what it has Bryce shocked the world in preseason? CJ is looking a lot more formidable than Bryce. Mm. So now this is, this is a couple games.
2: preseason games. Now I you said go back a little bit. Games, so I mean, I I'm trying to think of. Ohio State producing a legit quarterback, and I can't really tell him Justin. You know. Who?
1: Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, he he don't look good, man. You know, not, no, he, he don't really look did. good. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you know, we see, yeah, we'll still, see. he's still got time. But, but he's yeah, certainly man, not I, there. Man. You know, he's yeah, not there.
1: Who, who, who was Alabama's claim to fame? You got to go, what, Joe Namath years ago?
2: That's, well, man. in the last 15 years, I'd say Mac Jones has had more success than any Ohio State quarterback. Has he? Yeah. What,
1: what does Mac produce in Uh rings? I said in the NFL.
2: In the NFL. What's I mean, back? what Ohio State quarterback has done anything at all in the NFL? That's fair. That's a very good it, point. I mean, at all. Mac Jones is holding down a Literally, starting um, job for an NFL roster, and that is the baseline at Arnold's this point right, for an Ohio State quarterback it. that they can't reach. I've,
1: I'll put I'll put them all on Justin and CJ. I believe both of those guys are going to turn out to be something.
2: Well,
0: I'm I'm cheering for Justin. We'll see.
1: A, I see how you completely strayed away from that conversation. Y'all got man, one. I, I
0: ain't got no business. I ain't got no dog in the fight. Oh my! Other I'm glad, nice pun there. Other nice team words. No man. dog in the fight is the right word. Yeah. Other, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. All right, we got a couple of second-year coaches we got to talk about, gentlemen. Last year in particular, it was a lot of first-year coaches. Some had high-end success. I'm looking at Lincoln Riley, who was basically one game away from the playoff. Uh, Dan Lanning had a considerably successful first year. And obviously, the biggest one I would bring up would be Sonny Dykes, who played in the National Championship as a first-year head coach. On the opposite end, you had a number of second-year coaches that had either up-and-down seasons or just flat-out their team stunk, and you got a couple people looking crazy at them. Now, last year, Auburn's coach, Brian Harsing, he got fired after his second year. He lost he lost the team, lost the support of, he lost his AD. That's what ultimately killed him. But
1: He didn't lose his student aid. He didn't lose his student aid. He, 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 <laughs> that was dispelled. Definitely didn't that was lose dispelled. that. But uh, gotta win. as soon as that AB
0: got fired, You yep. knew he was on his way out. So let's talk about it. Second-year coaches, I'm going to start off with you, Dallas. Which second-year coach is under the most pressure? And I'm starting off with you for a reason.
2: You think that I am going to maybe say Mario Cristobal, but I will not and here is why. Because okay. Mario Mario is on an eight year deal and mm-hmm. Miami is not in the type of mind frame to do every two years flipping coaches. This is their first really big investment in the modern era of college football. I feel that. Uh, he would not have left his situation in Oregon without long-term security. He told them up front this was going to be a major rebuild from the ground up. He was going to have For to sure. tear it down or build it back. So fans are impatient, and maybe some fans are frustrated and upset about a lot of the different things, from recruiting to losing this recruit, that recruiter, a 5-7 and seven record. But the administration knew full well what was going to be going on. They expected all of this. It's a long-term guaranteed contract. He is in no jeopardy whatsoever. Now, a few miles up north, Billy Napier on the other hand.
1: That's where I was going. Now,
2: Now, Florida fans really want to talk about Mario Cristobal, but what they're doing is deflecting from their current dumpster fire that they are sitting in. Look. This guy's record was trash. He got waxed in the ball game by Oregon State and I don't care what their rank, they're Oregon State. They got, they got smoked. Smoked. And they got bullied. And the team quit. Right? The team quit. So this, this man didn't make it a full season without the team laying down and getting lemon booty on the field on national television. Right? <laughs> That's, That's a fact. He had a quarterback go, what, top three overall? Yep. Now, did. who's the last coach that had a top three overall quarterback and barely made it to a bowl and then got passed? I can't think of one. I can't unheard I, I of for me. Yeah. So now we are to believe that this is going to be a better season with Graham Mertz it. under center.
1: Oof. Don't see it.
2: And I've seen a lot of Graham Mertz tape.
1: This guy is
2: not good at quarterback. At all. Don't care if he was five-star. Don't care if Wisconsin ran the ball a lot because they should have ran it a lot more because he threw, what, 20 picks? This guy's terrible. So Florida, (laughs) Florida's got a good running back. They really do. Etienne is a baller. I think he's a game-breaking running back. The offensive line is not special. Mertz is terrible. Who are you yes. afraid of on the outside? Nobody. Not a soul. And then you look at their schedule. And it's not the hardest schedule in the world, but for them, hey, I don't know if they make a ball. I really don't.
1: And if they don't make a bowl, it's over with. You don't get you don't get that time. Yeah. This is it. You know and, you know? and they're, they're recruiting, call.
2: they're sitting at they did not recruit well last year. That he part, did not get that I typical like first it. year bump. They were just mm-hmm. kind of middle of the road in recruiting. They're coming in hot this year, up at, like, number three in the rankings. But halfway through the season with the record they're going to have and the Kids way man. that offense is going to look, that quarterback, Lagway, is going to walk. And when he does, the whole thing is going to fall apart. Billy's going to be sitting at the end of the year, maybe not bowl eligible, with his recruiting class that fell apart, and it's a wrap city. Right. Florida's going to have to make a move. My other dark horse on this is... Mm-hmm. Real quick, is my man up in Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's a couple things. They speaking of quarterback problems, there's just left to go yeah. to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Their, their offensive coordinator left, right? So Al Golden is their defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: So all good. All, all big facts. Make
2: that makes sense. Okay, and then now the schedules tough. I mean, it's a really hard schedule. And they've got these inflated expectations once again. The media's always... gassed them up. They're in the top 12, 13th, somewhere in there. And this guy may not be bowl eligible either. And a couple of times last year on the sideline, he looked lost. He really looked like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. He had these moments. And now he's got to navigate a tough schedule with new offensive coordinator and no quarterback and not a super talented roster because I they don't recruit say, super I know well. How he's I, this year. Man.
1: I hear you don't you. got no I Brian Kelly it. holdovers no more. I kind of talented. Yeah, I don't like Hartman. It, what? I do. I, I like Hartman.
2: I do. I like Hartman. Yeah, I, I like him. Hartman, but it's new and yeah, this is a true. new system and you know this. Wake Force's system is super explosive and really allows a quarterback in mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Different. What are they going to yeah. do? You know, I yeah. don't know. So, and with that schedule, it's going to get real, real quick. Yeah, but Billy absolutely, I think, is is burnt toast by December. No mm. question. He's a rat.
0: Dave, what you think?
1: Um. I was actually when you first said Billy Napier was first name to pop in mind, so yeah. I, I I have to agree wholeheartedly with all the points that Dallas made. I just think it's, it's different in the SEC. Florida is a big time school, man. Like you, you don't get to have the missteps and have the patience yeah. uh, like at some other places. But you almost swayed me with, with the Notre Dame argument, and I wanted my man to get a little bit more time. I wanted to kind of find his way, but. Another school where it's a lot of eyes and not a lot of patience where Mm-mm. tradition is is concerned. So, uh, but it's definitely Billy Napier only because I don't see him surviving. Yeah, uh, you don't have the dogs to make it out, and you need to make it out. So, yeah, yeah. dead man walking. I
2: think they lose the Utah off the rip.
1: Yeah, but the, gonna, and that's gonna start. That's gonna start it week one. Yeah. Absolutely, there's no the retreat. You know, right. Yeah, might not make it past week four.
0: Yeah, because you're talking about you're going to Utah, then after a cupcake week three, they got to play Tennessee.
1: Right. It might not make it a week four. It, it might yeah, be a wrap. It may be ugly. <laughs> it may be ugly for
0: Sunbelt Billy. So uh, yeah. let's let's go ahead and um, move on to this uh, Netflix series. Did, did you all get a chance to watch the Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Johnny Football.
1: I, I haven't completed it, but yes, okay. definitely. All right, cool. Definitely well, got to check it out.
0: Listeners, Um, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's about Johnny Manziel. He was very polarizing. He was a very polarizing college football uh, athlete. I loved him. I loved what he brought to the game. I also, I admittedly, just like shout out personalities. Like This is true. If, <laughs> if he, I okay. share this. Year, both of these like, guys can attest that if yeah. if you're if you got pulled over and you're you got arrested in the off season, Adrian's probably gonna stand up for you. Like, yes, he ain't all that bad. He cool. He cool. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Ben so, Stetson, a you gonna slide Stetson there somewhere. <laughs> hey man, I you know I I got it's downtown Dallas just for look, no reason. Three in the morning.
0: Look, huh? Me, me and Stetson both got arrested like the same age under the same circumstances. <laughs> so, you know. And Dallas knows this because I worked for Dallas when I did. Yeah, unfortunately, get arrested. This is, so this
2: is true. This <laughs> yeah. So and uh, I was just wondering what took so fucking long. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> I, this is true.
0: Cobb County did look out a couple times for him. So
2: amazingly so. Like they did. They look no. out for no one. You know. Yeah. No, but Shout what? out to Cobb County. Straight
0: up. Like one time, legit, legit. And I think Dallas remembers this weekend when georgia and lsu played and uh that was when odell beckham uh and jarvis landry they were all for lsu and UJ and lsu had that shootout against each other so at that time the young lady i was dating she worked for lsu she still does so she had her lsu stuff on i had my georgia stuff on we both got pretty pretty uh Entertain all throughout the day, right? Tailgate and all that stuff. I'm driving late at night. I I get pulled over. The cops pulled me over. And the literally the only reason why I didn't get arrested was because two of the cops remembered me from work. And they said, "We remember you. We remember what kind of guy you are. Leave your car here. You have to walk home." <laughs> Yes, sir. And I was mad.
1: Later.
0: And I of was course mad about were.
1: that. Of course I, I, I knew you yeah. wanted to argue. I know you didn't go yeah. this piece late to the night. You well, know I was going like right? <laughs> to like, you should have been a 100 times.
2: Man.
0: So, speaking of drunk, angry people, <laughs> yes. Johnny Manziel. Uh-huh. Johnny football, man. Dave, uh, what were your initial thoughts about that, Doc?
1: Um, just the, 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 the shock of it all. Like, um. It shows what the real power of the hype train can do. Because Johnny was not talent deficient. Uh, That's one thing that I did see. Johnny had talent. Johnny could have played the game. uh, But there's a difference between loving the game and just doing something that you are talented and good at. And I think uh, Johnny falls in that second category based on the documentary. Because, man, if he would have had the dedication of a Tim Tebow, uh, Johnny might have been... A uh, great all-time player because he he had the ability to galvanize a team and to be he was a true leader uh, for those that year and a half before he went to the NFL. But Johnny had that wild boy side too. I think the thing that made him great is also was his biggest downfall. Like That's true. Uh, That's true. His, his greatness comes from his edge, and when you're an edgy player, then. Once you lose it, you is gone. So
2: that's a fact.
0: That's a fact. Dallas, what are your thoughts, man?
2: You know, I always like Johnny. You know, he's an entertainer, man. You know, and that part. football is entertainment, and Johnny mm-hmm. was a master entertainer. You know, on the field and on the microphone and all, all areas yep. in between. So how could you not like Johnny football man? And so the doc was, you know, it just shows the human side of that entertainer a little bit, and um, you know, you could see just like all of us he had some demons and you know they just they got it man it just was too strong and you know he's a unique guy um he'll have stories to tell for the rest of his life and um you know so and i look at that johnny's a guy's living man he's living life and you can agree with it or not but he was living life and he was just flowing with his nature and uh, you know something to be said for respect for that even if you don't agree with some of the choices, you know, and we can easily say, well, he blew his shot at the NFL. Well, you know, he could have tore ACL too, you know what I mean? But he lives his way, his life. And uh, so, you know, salute to Johnny football. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: So speaking of Johnny football, like let's, let's talk. What was your favorite memory of Johnny football? I'm going to start with you, Dallas.
2: So my, mine's got to be, uh, Cotton Bowl, I believe it was, Oklahoma, and he had just won the Heisman, right? Okay. And it seems like every time a guy wins a Heisman, he comes out in his bowl game, and he's just not quite right. Stinker, yeah. Right? It's one of those old legends of college football. As soon as a guy wins a Heisman, you know, even if his team's playing for the Natty Man, like he's going to throw a stinker, you know? I think of Vinny Testaverde throwing four picks against Penn State in '87. And it's just always been this way. But Johnny comes out, and he has, like, this all-timer of a game. He went he crazy. He just single-handedly went berserk on Oklahoma. So he went he went ballistic. You know, he had 200-something rushing yards just making plays all over the place. Single-handedly wins the game. And I was like, to me, you know, he had beaten the, the gods of college football. He beat Alabama. He beat a number one. He'd done all this. And then he beat the ghosts of college football because he comes out with this unbelievable game right after winning the Heisman. And that's not supposed to happen. Nobody does that. So it was just Johnny football once again, shattering all the expectations and the rigid rules of college football and saying, fuck you. I'm Johnny football. I'm doing it my way. So that would that's be so my favorite moment when Johnny did that.
0: Dave, what's your favorite uh, memory of Johnny?
1: The one that I feel put him over the top was definitely locking, knocking the luster off Alabama. Um, some of my joys in life is seeing Nick Saban perturbed, and he was he was PO'd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he he was quite pissed off about falling to Johnny Manziel hysteria. So I, I think that's the one that, that pushed the Johnny football to a whole new height uh, with beating the Crimson Tide. Couldn't pull it off two years in a row. Uh, but that that first one, yeah, I feel that, that 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 was my favorite Johnny football moment. That's what he He, became. he made Nick
2: change the way he did things, man. I'm That's telling true. you, he really he, did.
1: He he, he 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 became college football legend off that game for me because Nick Alabama was rolling, and Nick yeah. was looking at Johnny as another peon, like mm-hmm. did not respect him at all. And you could tell he was pissed to have lost that game. Uh, I, I took. Great yeah. joy in that because I do not like the Crimson Tide. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the doc, in fact, they said on that game, it was like a sideline reporter that said, uh, Johnny looked at him and said, Fuck Alabama, fuck Nick Saban, <laughs> then got the ball and scored a touchdown. Like, that's that's the kind of energy he brought. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I love it. Man. it. I love it. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. That was, absolutely.
0: My, honestly, man, my favorite memory of Johnny doesn't even have to do with football. We got to remember during the time of Johnny playing, and a little bit post us being in college, Dave, that's social media was on the rise. Yep. So right. seeing Johnny on Instagram doing some of the stupidest flexing <laughs> being in clubs, having stacks of money, being a college athlete, like on a money phone is one of the funniest <laughs> Fuck breaking news. all the rules exactly <laughs> i just loved it i loved the arrogance of it i was breaking like all your rules in your face yeah yes. so i i do remember during the draft i kept calling you dave and telling you like
1: hey cowboys
0: i let's didn't get believe
1: it. he was getting get it. Get it. Cowboys. i really did <laughs> <laughs> I, I that, that might have been it for me i did not want johnny in a dallas uniform i knew something was gonna be up with it i didn't didn't want Johnny to be putting on the star. I was like, no, nah, man, that's gonna be a waste of a first round draft pick. Jerry <laughs> wanted him. Jerry, you, you and I Jerry. I thought Jerry was
2: gonna two. do it. I really did. Yeah, I, I thought man, he was gonna him do it.
1: I thought he was all two in. Two. in. Yeah. And for when, sure. when, when I seen Johnny dropping, my heart was dropping too. I'm like, God, please let <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> that's funny. When he was dropping, I was like, please, God, don't let this man come to Dallas. And the, I'm sure they'll put a documentary out on that, how Jerry wanted. Johnny Manziel. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Steven had to talk
1: off that ledge.
0: Yeah, facts. All right, this has grown to be something that we do every roundtable because it's one of the hottest topics for this whole college football season, and that's Coach Prime in Colorado. So I'm going to keep this segment quick by just simply asking, Dave, what is going to be Colorado's record at the end of the regular season?
1: So I am definitely, I know I'm on uh, an island by myself with this, but just from what i seen, man, and the last video or the last social media uh, post that he posted that went viral about him jumping on the kids for not fighting, that that struck a nerve in me because I all teams I've been associated with, that was the mentality. That nice. was the energy. And to see that coming from the head coach would, cameras don't care nothing about it don't care if it's going to be politically correct don't care if uh the detractors are going to say something about it he's building something in colorado that he's already shown he can build at a lower level that i think is just going to resonate with his players like that's the edge with a, with a good coach that takes them to another level is when they can get lower level talent to believe uh and i just see that in dion so because of that I think they're going to actually come out with a winning season. Uh, I said nine and three earlier. I'll modify it. I'll be more modest. I say seventy-five. Bo eligible his year, first year at Colorado. I see Dion getting it done.
0: Okay, seven wins. Dallas, what you got, bro?
2: I have two and nine, and <laughs> I I just you know <laughs> quickly here TCU no Nebraska no. Not Colorado Colorado State, yeah. Okay, there's one. Oregon, no. USC, no. Arizona State, okay, there's yes. another one. You can have that okay. one, there's two. Uh, Stanford, no. Uh, UCLA, no. Arizona, nah. Yes. Washington State, nah. Utah, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Dion's not playing corner. He's not returning He's not. punts. That, that man, roster is awful. I mean... I don't think so. Awful. It's not good. It's not. And there's just... It's just hodgepodge, like, mercenary soldiers rolling in there. And, and you know, I don't know, man. Why aren't they where they were? I don't know. It's just... And then they got this five-star kid playing corner, and I've seen film of him early in camp. He can't cover a blanket. It's nothing like it's a bad situation. <laughs> and they've got the kid Travis Hunter, and he's he's an all-world. He's an amazing player. He doesn't play quarterback. Um, Shadour's all right, you know, but he's not special. I I don't mm-hmm. see it, man. You know, is is Dion building something? Is it going to turn around one day? Hey, that's debatable. But this year. Nine wins or seven wins? No way. No way.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay.
2: I got him at two.
0: I feel that. Uh, see, one thing, all the guests have had like all a full range of the records when it comes to Colorado. And I've pretty much stayed on what I've said. At the beginning, This the in the spring, I was like, okay, I see a pathway to possibly three to four games. That's what I've been on. But looking more into the season, looking more as to what talent they've gotten from over the summer, that sort of thing. I still don't think that they're gonna make a bowl, but I'm giving them five wins that's that's what I'm on with them. so let's let's go ahead and talk about it because this is how we're gonna end this uh, this episode with some game day picks. We picked four four games in particular. I want to get your picks, and I'll tell you pretty much I've gotten all the past contributors, gotten their predictions, and throughout the season, I'm going to check in with you guys whether or not you're on the episode, and we're going to look at the end of the year and say, hey, you were spot on, or man, you were dead ass wrong, so let's uh let's go ahead and get into it. First game that we want to talk about is going to be Florida going to Utah. So, uh, Dave, who are you picking?
1: Drumming. Not even going to be close. Florida is getting drugged out mm. uh, the game. It is going to be very, very bad. Okay. Uh going to be set the tone for a dark cloud in Florida. Uh, I don't think Utah is going to benefit that much off of it, uh, but definitely see that that's L for Florida right out of the game.
2: Okay. Uh, Dallas, what about you, bro? I got Utah to cover.
0: That ain't no problem. Right. I I agree. Uh, I have Utah winning at home. They should have won last year, and that was with the number three overall draft pick. So what the hell are you going to do with Graham Mertz, Florida? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to get ugly in Utah. Uh, all of our other contributors picked Utah except for Greg. Greg. He did pick Florida. Next game, Coach Prime in Colorado, they go down. To play tcu dallas what's your pick
2: i think tcu doubles the spread really so i a 40 point i, I think i think you could put the mortgage on this thing
0: okay david i'm assuming you're picking colorado i am okay okay
1: i am i i i i i just man i'm, I'm drinking the kool-aid I might be on the dead ass wrong train and at the end of it, but I till
0: Dion's a good cult leader, so that's, I can't I for you to say you're drinking the Kool-Aid, that's spot on
2: because and,
1: Dion's and that's a what cult I'm saying like but so.
2: he he can run a reality show. I don't know about a football program, but a reality show has got that nail. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's always a cult until somebody believes. And once you believe it's hard to be the cult.
0: That are the FBI storms and <laughs> Boy, takes, how, takes how long did it take him to business. get
1: to the How long did it take him to get inside though? 47 days, a long time to stand off with the FBI, my guy.
0: All right, so we're going to go <laughs> ahead and I'm I'm going to agree with Dallas. Uh I think TCU does win. However, I think it is going to be closer than the 20 point spread. Uh just because just because uh Colorado has gotten a couple talented pieces and what is, I mean, TCU is pretty much, what film are they looking at? They're looking at Jackson State film. They're looking at Kent State film. It's a whole culmination, but also that's what GAs are for. So for all I know, they could. What do you mean what film they're before. looking at?
2: They put everything on the internet. You see what fair, they're doing fair, every fair, minute fair, of the day. Fair, Just fair. open your good Instagram point. up and you got all the tape you need, man. Good point, good point. Yeah, ain't no secrets over there.
0: <laughs> Alright, so uh with our past contributors, the only uh contributor to pick TCU was Richard. Everyone else oh, wow. four others actually picked Colorado for the upset. So good luck fellas. Let go. Alright, next game. Tennessee, the volunteers are gonna play the Virginia Cavaliers. Take it away. Dallas. Who's gonna win? Tennessee or Virginia?
2: I got Tennessee to cover right okay. I do and that's more Virginia's is trash just, yeah, they, this is wrong. not a serious situation I do think Tennessee is overhyped and it's not going to match what they did last year um, oh wow so don't don't take this as an indication that I am a Tennessee believer by any stretch but I do think they beat the shit out of Virginia Her, David
1: definitely same thing uh, Josh Leiple gets it done uh, Virginia has nothing to talk about this year uh, so yeah. that's going to be okay. that's going to be a easy work for Josh Eibl to build the program, some confidence, get the season off to a to a high start.
0: I agree. I'm with you guys. Tennessee wins, Tennessee covers, and Virginia starts to ask some questions with Coach Franklin. That's his name, Tony Franklin, right?
1: Well, it will be I a so. by the end of the here. It doesn't matter. He'd <laughs> be an analyst. <laughs>
0: Right. All right. Last last game, gentlemen. Uh, this is a big one, probably the game of the week for a lot of people. You got LSU and Florida State, two potential playoff teams facing off in Orlando, Florida. Last year, uh, Florida State pulled off the the upset, and it was a lot of factors in pulling off that upset, but nonetheless, they did beat LSU. So, David, who do you have? in LSU versus Florida State?
1: So, we haven't talked about this young man the entire episode. FSU's quarterback is Dark Horse Heisman material. I see FSU pulling another week one upset, if you want to call it that LSU. However, I will say this will be one of LSU's, if not their only loss, they only lose one more time this year. So, I think FSU is Mm. that good. That offense is that good
0: all right i feel that dallas what you got bro
2: i got lsu covering this thing absolutely no problem um mm. i do like jordan travis when he's a gamer he's just a tough kid man like the offensive lines he's had to play behind and he just gets up and keeps coming in you gotta respect him so i even though i am a Kane, i gotta give respect to jordan travis but that's not enough lsu is legit football program florida state had some lucky breaks last year if they'd have played LSU at the end of the year, you and I both know that's a totally different game. So uh, I'm all in on LSU on this game. I think Florida State loses maybe three or four games this year, by the way. Mm,
0: okay, okay. I, my, I'm saving my pick for Friday's podcast, but uh, the this is kind of split with the past contributors. So uh, for Florida State, Richard, a uh, Florida State fan, he picked his guys and greg did as well so uh the others zach uh eric and brad they all picked lsu so um those are our picks like i said each week we are going to bring up these predictions i'm gonna email you guys or text you and get your picks and we're gonna keep track of it so that's what we're gonna do all right fellas we have reached the end of the podcast so i want to First and foremost, thank you again for hanging out with me. So, uh, Dallas, once again, good luck to the Canes. We need always it. look. <laughs>
1: I I like I like what y'all are putting together. I like Mario Cristobal. I will say that. I, I think Mario I, I like Mario. Mario. I do. I he, I'm yeah, not yeah, down like on Cole Mario you know at I all. Mean? You know what I mean? I think he is legit, uh, man. A couple more years, we'll be talking about Miami
0: again. I feel that. And yeah. David. Good luck to Ohio State as well. Hopefully, y'all have a quarterback this weekend, actually try trot, trot out. But
2: who knows, right? Maybe. Bro. Hey, Dave, I don't know if I told you, but it was not pass interference, by the way. Lies, it, Dallas. Right. Lies. Terry Porter.
1: That's, Terry agree. Porter.
2: I hope he's somewhere at, laid up with gal. by least was the way.
1: <laughs> at the very least, it was targeted that in modern – in Tar- this – in, in – Way the game is now. The way the rules are what are set you up, talking
0: about? We're talking about Miami Ohio State. Oh, I thought you were talking about
1: the hit on Marvin Harrison. You guys you see it still stuck nah, in man. So you,
2: got, you
1: got. We're talking PTSA. about that Miami, that
2: Fiesta Bowl of one. I'm that sorry, was not passive. I'll give you, the, yeah, you that. One
1: pass interference. Yeah,
0: that definitely wasn't passing No. Hey, hey, bud. That, that's the way
1: to get the and game.
0: And that way, And and of Wish, that yeah. wasn't targeting. What the hell are you talking about? On, we, He's we, somewhere we else, already, oh,
1: You see him already a source spot there. You you almost triggered it, so I'll leave it alone. But back to the vote. Uh, <laughs> that that might be hands down one of the greatest college football games ever. And we had no business even being in the game with y'all. We had a one trick pony, uh, with our running back, but hey man.
2: It was the luckiest yeah. season I ever saw, man. Yeah, At the time my college was. roommate was an Ohio State fan. And so we went home for winter break, and the game happened. And we, I had to move back in with this guy in this dorm with Ohio State fans. Oh so I had God. watched every game all year with him. And y'all were winning, right. beating Purdue by six, and, you know, kicking field goals in the last second to win. It was yep. the luckiest season I've ever seen.
1: We had no business being in the game. You guys had us uh, talent top to bottom. I see the CP jersey on, too. Like, love it. Love Clint Portis, uh
2: No, nah, it's uh, that's it's, uh that's it's, Sean, baby. Ooh. No, it's Sean. Okay.
1: Nice. Okay. You can't, you can't be mad. Rest in peace
2: to the legend. Indeed. Yes.
1: But no, yeah. man. Like uh, that, that. I'll give you that one. You can have that one. That was like the trade-off is is for me is the Dez caught in Green Bay. Like it, it, it comes around like full circle. So you can't win the ball.
0: That's the period. Feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I was. I was mad. I was mad for you, Cowboys fans. <laughs> <that last> season. <laughs> I mean, that postseason for sure. But we'll talk about that later. Listeners, once again, we appreciate y'all. If you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe. Of course, look us up on socials at Suplex Dinner Club. That's the home of two podcast projects that I passionately work on. Mondays and Fridays now, we talk college football on Dogs Versus All Y'all, where we don't just talk about Georgia Bulldogs. We talk about all things college football. Wednesdays, you know the vibes, is the Life and Times podcast, which is short for the Life and Times of a Restaurant Lifer podcast, where we have cool conversations with some interesting people. Dallas, you're next up. I gotta talk to you about that. All right. And uh we just have some interesting conversations that can go anywhere. So uh shout out to the people. Enjoy the first real weekend of college football, Football's ladies and back, gentlemen. Baby. It's We're a is terrific back. time of the year. Terrific time of the year. So, uh, y'all take care of each other. We'll see you next week. And as always, go dogs.
1: Go Buckeyes. Yo, ass! Is prepared for this shit for
2: fucking a 365 days. I think about the fuckers in that lost. Think about getting our
0: opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the fucking
1: price. You go out there
0: with energy and do what you have to take out. Ain't nobody
2: here to be nervous about shit, go out here and fuck their ass up! Don't think about scoreboard. don't think about shit! You think about knocking the shit out of them! Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat
0: in that fucking beat, I wanted to go fucking play right then! Tore your shit up out here! Two years ago, fuck your shit up! Goddamn pride and joy! Tell me you fuck these guys up,
2: you go play the right way! You play the right way! You knock their ass off! You stay off the fucking ground! You tackle the fucking man with a ball! The shit's easy! look the right ship punish
0: their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams guys it's about who the fuck we are i believe in you
2: let's go